This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am so excited to have my next guest. You know, she is an Odyssey dance guru and a scholar. She's a certified yoga teacher and holistic healer and a keynote speaker and author and woman's empowerment cheerleader. You know, I met her through another really good friend of mine through a really big organization. I was so impressed by, you know, how she circled back to her first love and what she really enjoys doing and has created her own program, helping women to find their space in their life. And, and I love I love how she's creating this. And uh, I'm excited to talk to her. Ifshida, how are you? Good, Tam. How are you? So good. So good. You know, so as we're talking about, you're very good at creating and nurturing spaces in which people learn, express, discover, and transform. And uh, your belief in that education and empowering women and children, you know, that they have masterful performances. So I'm really excited um, to find out how did you decide to do that? Uh, how did I decide to start my dance school? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I had to take a few knocks, really hard knocks in life to uh, really have the courage to pick up my first love, which was dance, and then turn it into a business. So there were two hard things in that decision. One was that I had always been told that dance never makes any money. Mm-hmm. And and I, coming from a very academic, very uh, achievement-oriented family, I felt running a business was kind of like giving up, you know, that I yeah. couldn't do anything else. So now I'm going to run. So those are two really hard things to overcome yeah. when I started. Um, but I had to, you know, what I realized down the road is after those knocks, so that is what I was supposed to be doing in my life. It, it, it's kind of crazy because I actually was working um, in analytics on Wall Street. I was there on 9-11. And that very morning, um, I was running late. I was on the boat, and I saw the first plane hit. And I was just telling this to another friend. Uh, and she's, oh, I didn't know that you, you were there. That means, you know, you were saved to do something else on this earth. That's the first time someone put it like that for me. And it's truly that event in my life that had me thinking about going back to what I love most and doing something about it. It is amazing how that happens to a lot of people. A major event just kind of knocks us and gets us, makes us aware of time. It makes us aware of, you know, what we really want to do in this world how we want to leave this earth, how, what we want to, you know, give to our existence while we're here. And, uh, and nine 11, I, I remember having this conversation with you before I was amazed that you were there. Yes. You know, first of all, like working on wall street is a far cry from dance, yes. right. And how you got there is amazing. Like you, you, you were a dancer, you were well-known dancer in, uh, in, I think in India, yeah. And you were doing a lot of that. And then for you to go into like, you know, we call it a real job where parents would consider like the, you know, a, a profession 
And you did that, even though you weren't happy. Um, but something got your attention. I think what happened around 9-11 and around that time was it was like all these external forces just slowed me down. Yeah. It was like I was on this hamster wheel before I got to do this and I got to do this. Then you got to have that kid. Then you got to take care of the kid. Then you got to <laughs> go back to work. It was like I was a zoom, 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 zoom. And then so many things happened around 9-11. I mean, big, big life changes. I had my second kid, which was really not planned. He came by surprise, very yeah. happy surprise. But a kid is a lot. You know, yep. to you know, take care of. I mean, especially when you're working hours that you do on Wall Street. Um, and then we moved towns to a new place. I knew nobody, knew nothing. And then my husband also changed his field of work. Right. So there were like it was a little crazy for a while. And so I was like, okay, I I simply can't go back to that kind of job on Wall Street. First of all, I had begun to feel that I really didn't want to go back. But I had this, you know, niggling fear at the back of, if I don't go back, how am I going to make money? How are we going to survive and all that? Um, but it slowed me down. I just said, okay, let me take care of the things that I can do. Let my husband take care of his And Once things settle down, I'll go back to work. Yeah. And um, the longer I stayed away, I, I actually did a lot of stuff i networked i met people i kept in touch with my previous bosses they had actually even called to um like through the headhunters to see you know if i wanted to come back and i said no i have a young baby i don't want to come back right now maybe soon and so i said okay let me just take care of all this and then i'm going to go back to work and as i i was talking to a neighbor who also happens to be a executive coach she was helping me with the resume or some such thing and with her wonderful experience and so something I said about my resume and then she looked at me and said you're stuck mm -hmm. and what me stuck no 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 I'm not stuck and you know after that I thought about it I said I've been meeting all these people looking at jobs I connected with people I knew in the work I tried a different area than what I had before but I had not sent out even one resume for four or five years. I mean, who's going to know that I want a job if I don't send out right, a right. <laughs> right. So it, it's, it's kind of crazy how one does all this and yes. something as big as that, even though it was a bad time to apply. And there was all these reasons, right? Right. Uh, but you don't look at the glaring fact. I haven't sent a resume. I really don't want to go back. Right. You know? <laughs> Right. That was, that was the thing. You really did not want to go back. I think a lot of women can, can relate to that. Mm -hmm. You know, can you just imagine if you put that same devastating event, you know, this is 20 years later, you know, we just had went past the nine 11 um, anniversary. Here we are 20 years later. Um, but here we are in the middle of a pandemic and women you know, we had a devastation that we had to, you know, deal with, you know, not just in our town or our city, but like all over the world. And, you know, we're having to make decisions. Do I really want to continue doing what I've been doing? Or is it time for me to make a change and do something else? Yeah. And for me, it wasn't a really conscious decision. It was like, 
like I said, I was on this hamster wheel. I was running, I was doing, I was running, taking care of stuff and not really checking in with my feelings. I guess. Yeah. 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 What made you start a business though? That's a big difference. That's like a big difference. And I would imagine, you know, you're coming from an Indian family. Your parents have hopes and dreams and academic hopes for dreams. you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was always good at academics. So it was, and my father was a professor, a very well-known professor in his field. Um, and so it was kind of expected that the ones who did well in academics were meant to continue that. Yeah. And um, I had gotten into maths. I was good at maths. I liked maths. If I worked hard enough, I did well. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a great uh, subject to have as kind of like a base for a lot of jobs. Yes. And then I moved from maths to software, which I enjoyed more than maths, actually. Mm -hmm. Um. But, you know, dance was always, from like middle school onwards, dance was always a part of my life. And it was a big part of my life. Yeah. And in fact, I used to get um, uh, questions about, you spend so much time dancing, how will you study? You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. so, and um, it, the first time I gave up dance is when I came to this country. Because it was yeah. too much. Right. Too many new things to take care of. And dance kind of just slipped away. And uh, when I had my first kid, which is a daughter, I was so happy because I wanted to teach her dance. Yes. Um, I had actually started a small dance class, uh, you know, when I kind of stopped working. So it was like, you know, a few kids would come over and I wasn't really charging and I was charging some of the time. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just like getting my feet wet. Right. Anyone believe it? The name of my business was something I thought of years ago. Yeah. It, it wasn't something that I thought of as I opened. It was there for the longest time. So right. I always wanted to start a dance school, but I always thought it was going to be something I did on the side, the side hustle, on mm -hmm. top of me doing a regular job. Right. And then somewhere along the line when, you know, that hamster wheel stopped rolling. I truly can't remember um, the exact day or when, right. you know, I said, this is going to be it. But I do remember saying that I'm just not going to do this as a side thing. I'm going to create a business around it so that I don't panic. And if I, you know, pull out easily, so I have to pull out, I have to unravel a lot of stuff, and, right? You know, look at it. So I have to rethink them. You know, so it can't be a quick decision. Right. I think that's the reason I started, created a business around. And then once I did that, oh, my God, it was like the, you know, the universe was waiting for me. And I was being hit by boom, 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 boom. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. I am not the same person that I was who started this business. It's, it's crazy how much I have grown wow. since I started. Yeah. In so many areas, in so many ways. Yeah. That's incredible. Has, have you encountered some challenges or obstacles through the process of building your business and learning how to get clients and learning how to, oh, yes. you know, even your husband probably was like, uh, you're doing what? Full <laughs> <laughs> time, really? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yo, yes. Um, you know, the funny thing is, and I, and I can look back on it now. 
I think starting a business, you know, you, especially if you want trying to make it successful, you know, you attend all these courses and you get all this great advice. So when you start, like, uh, as uh, Todd Herman puts, when you start actually playing on your field of business, you know, you get hit with all your blocks. It's like they come up from nowhere and slam you on the face. Yes. And so, you know, so you either deal with that block, you know, figure out how you're going to deal with it, get rid of it if possible, or grow from it, right? And I think my biggest uh, hurdle was getting past being called a businesswoman. I mean, <laughs> business was a bad word right right I remember we were talking about that yeah I remember you were saying something like you know if you go into business you're like you're not that smart I mean you're like you go into business like your last resort or something (laughs) yeah and then you know people and it's sad but people in business are always tainted with this you know what thinking money is better than people and all the other rubbish that goes along with it so yeah, so I think like one of the biggest, obviously money was a big thing. And one of the, as it would happen, one of my biggest challenges initially was starting a class that I hadn't actually anticipated, but I did it because someone said, hey, you know what, this would be nice. Can you mention I had no other classes? So why not? And then uh, that person and a few other kids also joined and essentially the person who started um, stopped paying me. Oh, wow. And she started, and then when I started asking for the money, I she started ghosting me. And then seeing that the other moms who were paying till then, they kind of also stopped. I said, This is this is not okay. But I could not go. I know where she lived, you know. <laughs> it was like, I could not go and ask for money. That was too much, you know. Yeah. So I, I you know, that was a huge lesson for me. It's like, you're not good at asking for money. You cannot charge per class. Let's charge for semester. So at least for a semester, you're good. You're not having to go right. back to parents and ask for money. Yeah. So I grew from that, you know. Yeah. Um, I've never had to do that before. So for me at that time, I was indignant. I was angry. I was like, how could she? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I started this for her. Right. <laughs> you know? And, um, but. But it was a huge learning experience. And I've had so many such hurdles down the way. It's, it's you know, like, like I said, I, I now actually look at really successful uh, business owners who have, you know, kept their integrity Yes. At, on a different pedestal. I mean, I think of them very differently now yeah. than I did before. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I think that... Um... I mean, I can see how that would be such a challenge, especially if you're an employee, you know, and all of a sudden you got to turn around and, you know, you feel like you're chasing someone and that's not really all that comfortable. But yeah, I think business is a lot of personal development and growth. Um, oh, totally. It is yeah. a lot about that. Mm-hmm. How do you stay inspired? Oh, I, I love what I do. There are days that, you know, you don't feel so great, but I love what I do because it's not only just dance. What I've uh, actually, there's another short story I will share with you, which is actually quite amazing. Um, it allows me to empower women in general. And for me, that's like 
that's what I want to do. I feel I was born to do that. Yeah. And um, so, and in fact, in fact, I just told you about, um, you know, a death of someone you know very well. And I was, I still haven't processed it fully, but daily I deal with it. So I decided to offer some free workshops around it. You know, I think I knew I could help. And the moment I did, it was like women came up, so glad you're doing this. I didn't know how to deal with this. Right. And it was like, yeah, so many people need to need these tools. Right. And it, it just, it just makes me feel, if I feel like my life is well lived, if I could have you know, can empower a few people. I mean, it really goes out back to one of the first things you said that you love to create and nurture spaces. Yes. Yes. Really, that's what it comes to, you know, and that's what you do, whether you're doing it physically with dance or whether you're doing it spiritually or emotionally. I love that. Um, Being able to find that and, and keep doing that. So uh, what advice would you give another woman who was, you know, excited about starting something? Maybe she didn't have any, any experience in it. Uh-huh. What would you tell her to do? Oh, I'd first tell her to slow down. Yep. And that helps in creating a space to listen to your intuition, you know, your instincts and your intuition, because they really are there to guide you. Yeah. And they should really listen and find out what is their core strength and um, what is their message around that core strength, because that's what they're here to share, right? And once they figure that out, create a team around, you know, to help you uh, deliver what it is that you do so well. And... uh, my only thing is, and I feel um, strongly about this, there might be people who disagree, but I feel your business should bring not only abundance, but I feel it should bring you joy. Yeah, I totally agree with that. In fact, they're very intellect. Yes. You know, if you don't get that incredible feeling at the end of the day or sometime, you know, during the thing, it's, it's not about the money. No, it isn't. It isn't. At the end of the day, um, at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, <laughs> it's really about, <laughs> does it bring you joy? Yes. Yeah. That is so true. Oh my gosh. Ipshita, I love this. So good. So good. I know people are going to want to know exactly where they can find you. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us your website, tell us where we can find you on social media. Um, sure. I have a, my name of my company is Angan. Double A N as in Nancy G A N as in Nancy Angan um, Academy. So my website is www.angan.academy. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, because of the pandemic, I have shifted from doing studio classes to online mm-hmm. um, teaching. And um, although right now for adults, I am slowly moving back. And kids, I think I will keep it online for a little bit longer. Yeah. But for adults, I am moving into like the free workshop I'm offering. It will be an in-person workshop. Awesome. So, um, yeah, and I, I'm there on Facebook. I'm there on Instagram. Um, you can email me at info at Academy, And uh, would love to connect with anyone who's interested in 
connecting their mind, body, and spirit to find their flow. I love that. I love that. Ipshita, thank you so much. This has been incredible. And I look forward to all the stuff we're doing in the, in the future. Hey, Tim. Lovely working with you.